0: Welcome to Frictionless Marketing, an exploration of how modern marketers are building their brands, reaching their audiences, and thriving in this post-advertising world. Today, we're speaking to Director of PR at Capital One, Suki Sanhi. In this conversation, we covered a lot of things related to the current state of PR and communications, primarily Suki's thoughts on insights-driven PR. We also dive deep into her recent work on Capital One's Purpose Project, a really interesting initiative from Capital One that focuses on the many ways credit card users are rethinking the power of travel as a vehicle for personal change and development. Suki was named as one of the Holmes reports, Influence 100, and is on the Innovator 25 list of top PR movers and shakers. Prior to joining Capital One, Suki worked in communications at Sprint Nextel, and before that, she was part of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Now, without further ado, here is Suki Sanhi, PR director at Capital One, in conversation with Lippy Taylor president, Paul Dyer.
1: Suki. Thank you very much for joining us here today. Um, you manage a team that produces original content, works with influencers, coordinates publisher partnerships, uh, a lot of different functions that years ago maybe not uh, would not have fallen under the comms umbrella. And uh, can you elaborate, I guess, a little bit on how it works having them all together in a modern communications process and maybe what the role of storytelling is within there?
2: I would start by saying that PR as as old as our society. So public relations is all around informing and persuading and gathering of people, right? So it's really about telling stories of impact through that lens. So I don't think storytelling is relatively new. Um, It's really core to what we do in PR and as communication professionals. What's changed is how people consume those stories and where do they consume those stories as well. So I think as as part of that digital transformation that's happening all around us, whether we are looking at ourselves as consumers um, or PR practitioners, it's really critical to understand where the audience is and then really telling the stories that connect with you, whether you are part of a large brand, whether you are a small um, community organization, it's really critical to understand where people are. Um, and I think that's why you need to take a holistic 360 approach to it. So you can't just be um, in one aspect or one channel or one medium. You really need to find a story that can be brought to life in a variety of different channels as well. Um, at Capital One, what we do is we leverage what we call the PESO model. That's an acronym for paid, earned, shared, owned. Now, do we, um, you know, we, we that's a strategic lever that we take. But do we do all four of them for each campaign? Not necessarily but that allows you to think about where is your audience and what what channels and what mediums are they using to consume content. So really starting from that broader perspective and then really going deep into what would make your campaign really successful and driving sort of the broader storytelling around that as well. So I think two big points to take away. Storytelling is not new. Is not new. How you tell those stories is continue to evolve with time. Um, and I think that's where communicators should be something that should they should be staying 10 steps ahead of being very mindful of where their audiences.
1: is. I think that's a great takeaway. Um, very audience first, right? Meeting people where they are. Now, from the other side of things, You've also said previously, you've been quoted as saying that PR sits at the epicenter of the branded content ecosystem. So now coming from sort of the company or the brand perspective, can you elaborate on on that and maybe how it relates to your, your peso model?
2: yeah so I think I think content is the is the if you if you look at the peso model, there are sort of four circles in it, and it I think content is the middle of it, right? What is content at the end of the day? it's it's everything that you're trying to tell, whether it's stories through the lens of your associates, whether it's um the customers that you're impacting as well, or it's a potential future customers that you're trying to acquire as well too. It could also mean regulators who are really out there trying to determine what's the right policy um, um, you know for for the people um, of that company as well. I think one critical thing when you think about content also is that it it needs to have a global perspective. We, we live in a global economy, so it's really important for us. So you could be um, the head of communications head of an organization that's only serving um, customers in the United States or in North America, But we live in a global uh, economy. People are on social media. Social media does not just refrain itself to certain countries and certain demographics as well. So it's really critical to be mindful of those trends as well. But content is what you take, right? You can take a piece of earned media content, which could be a story in the New York Times, and then you can then amplify that through your own uh, channels, which might be our own branded um, social channels. It could be our own newsroom channel. Um, It could be also leveraging other tools that gets that same story in front of many new people as well, too. So I think it's finding the right piece of content and then finding the right opportunities to amplify that is really critical. But again, when you look at KSO, content is what truly drives it. Again, it really depends upon what's the goal of that content? Is the goal to create awareness for your brand? Is it a brand advocacy play? Um, Is the goal to actually partner with publishers um, and really build a new audience so you can help them drive into what you're offering to them as well too. So starting with the audience, really focusing on what the objectives are and then determining what's the right content and then which channel do you need to operate in is really critical.
1: As part of this series, we have spoken with Tarad Neptune, who runs communications for Lenovo, as well as Ken Hong, who runs communications at LG. And they both expressed a similar sentiment, but there was one important distinction in that Tarod talked about uh, broadening the aperture and thinking with a global mindset. Ken, who's worked in many countries and you know has a global team and everything else, agreed with that, but then basically said he doesn't need his teams to be experts at executing in each market. And in fact, he doesn't think they should try, um, that, you know, it it really should come down to, um, both at the internal and the agency level, having different teams executing in each market. So you really need to be an expert in your market and just think with a global mindset was his perspective. I'm curious what your reaction is to those two different ways of thinking.
2: I think I would be, um, in the first where you need to have a global mindset. So, um, You know, as uh, one of the things that is changing really fast in the world of communications is it's insights-driven storytelling. Um, So really being thoughtful about the trends that are taking place, right? Um, There's been a lot of push around and a lot of conversation around purpose-driven organizations or purpose-driven campaigns, um, having a social purpose. Um, It's a lot easier when that's the true mission and that's how the company was formed. But for legacy brands that have been there for like, you know, decades, it's really hard to suddenly shift the way you operate and start talking about um, your mission. For Capital One, for example, our mission is truly um, our DNA. It's it's all around just making sure that people have all the right information around their financial tools. um, And we can offer them, you know, all the different educational tools around potentially changing how to think about their finances as well. But the way we take our purpose um, back home is making sure that um, you think about finances and you think about making this decisions on a daily basis. So whether it's a business practice, whether it's thinking about the product evolution, you always have that purpose top of mind for you, uh, whether you're a communicator, whether you're um, an analyst, whether you're in business development as well, but that's how you bring the purpose to life. But I think having a global mindset just makes you a lot more aware of what's happening around you. So when you're telling these stories, um, again, just just knowing, you know, who is this audience? What's their background? Where are they coming from? What issues are they facing? Um, and a lot of times, those issues are probably going to be deeply uh, steeped into uh, the areas that they live in, the culture that they have, you know, the conversation that are they having with the community. That's why I think it's really important, especially as we do a lot more work around social issues. And as consumers tend to push brands to really have that broader social purpose as well.
1: That's a great segue into something we were hoping to ask you about. Um, At Capital One, you guys have uh, launched the Purpose Project, uh, right, which is a, a campaign showcasing how people are rethinking the power of travel to change us. And you were personally uh, a self-professed travel enthusiast. Um, so, you know, it felt it felt like that was one of those examples where there was a clean and clear insight, you know, and a data-driven approach that then led to a creative and purpose-driven campaign. So could you just maybe walk us through that?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, what we do at Capital One a lot is uh, test and learn. So we're always trying to experiment. Uh, in fact, that's one of the tenets of us as a communication team is to be experimental in our storytelling. So that was one of our ways to talk about a campaign or talk about travel through the lens of how travel tends to change people. Um, and we've seen um, it's not a stat that we just came up with. you know there was a trend ongoing trend around conversations around travel. We we're like, what are the we really rule this broader conversation that's happening and find a way to insert ourselves into that conversation as well. So the way we came around was the purpose project, which was all around finding people, um, finding places. And finding partners who could help us create this broader story about how travel has the ability to change people through the food that you eat, um, through people that you meet along the journey as well, and and all the life lessons that you get to take back and and really just, you know, make you into something better um, or just, you know, pushes you into whatever those goals are that you have for you as an individual as well. I don't know if you know this. I work on the credit card um, PR, consumer PR um, team. And we have a product that um, offers um, uh, a lot of different rewards for people traveling. But one of the key things we wanted to do differently with this was we wanted to take the product out of the story. And we were really trying to see, would anybody resonate with Capital One as a brand if the conversation had nothing got to do with the brand itself? So truly about delivering a conversation about traveling and how that changes people without having any call to actions around you know, sign up for a product or here's a great product that's part of it as well, too. So it started from an idea in a room. There was data and insights that drove sort of the, the further, um, you know, ideation around that as well. And the execution was really taking that peso model and thinking about who is the audience we want to encourage? Where is this audience? Uh, we even took insights and looked into, you know, what are the influencers um, that they follow um, in terms of the conversations on travel? What shows do they watch? Uh, which media are they consuming, which talks about travel as well. So all of that was brought in to really think about thoughtfully creating multiple pieces of content that were put out there. So content was in the form of online blogs. It was done through influencer partnerships. Um, it was actually done through one of our partners was Tastemade. Um, and Capital One became one of the first brands who tested with them in putting together three large episodes, a television-based episodes around travel, where we took three individuals and really documented their journey around travel and brought a lot of those insights as well. Now, um, was this a marketing campaign? This was truly, I would say, a PR driven campaign. I think what we learned along the path was one of the biggest gaps that communication professionals have is the direct link to business impact. As I mentioned before, you know we we deliberately tried not to make product a key. KPI as part of that. For us, the goal was we're going to build broad awareness, see what conversations are. Are people surprised by seeing Capital One as a bank um, in the travel conversations as well? And we saw some really good anecdotes. But for us, I think the what we were trying to understand was how do people then associate with Capital One in the long run without having a tie back to the business um, goals as well, too? So while in essence, the, the campaign was great. It brought a lot of different people together. It brought a new way of, of working for us as a team. Um, we brought in, you know, um, graphic designers. We brought in storytellers and copywriters, a lot of different people with different um, backgrounds and professional uh, careers back together. But it was truly around how do we tell the story more broadly? But I think the missing impact was how do you tie it back to the business impact? And I think that was a great learning um, so as you think about purpose-driven campaigns, I you think about social purpose-driven conversations, it is really, really critical for every communicator to always think about how do I bring the business story in it and through the lens of impact-driven storytelling.
1: Obviously, Capital One is the kind of company where the the. Corporate brand and the consumer brand are one and the same, and there's been a lot of discussion recently around how, even in companies where that's not true, that consumer PR and corporate communications are merging in many, in many ways, and that consumers are, you know, no longer really distinguishing between the two. Um, so I'm just curious how you're handling that. Sort of coming together of consumer and external stakeholder expectations um, when they look at things really through the lens of the company is the product, the product is the company. Is that changing how you think about things? Is it making you in any ways more cautious? Is it, I'm just curious what your you know, how you guys are thinking about that.
2: No, um, I, I think um, uh, it, it doesn't change much for us. As I mentioned, you know, part of uh, who we are is really driven by our DNA. And then Capital One, um, our CEO, CEO is still founder-led. So we're still founder-led. Um, and again, the the whole drive behind Capital One is to really help consumers with their finances and just making sure we can offer them those tools so they can make smart decisions, right? So when, when, when everything is fundamentally steeped um, in that very basic notion. That sort of drives everything that we do as well. So whether it's um, it's you know corporate communications who are looking into it from a reputation perspective, or my team that's really looking into proactively promoting uh, products from a consumer side, or um, it's our brand advertising team that's really thinking about how do we tell that story um, through advertising as well too. It really, it, everybody sort of takes a step back and thinks about A, who the audience is, what's the story that's going to be relevant for them and then how do we take who we are and make it relevant as part of that as well too so i think i mentioned it earlier it really comes down to a very fundamental belief that all marketeers and communicators have done it for centuries it just continues to evolve is who are these people where are they what you know content are they consuming and then how do you create that for them as well too so um i think again any industry It doesn't have to be financed. No matter where you are, I think staying on top of where your consumers are, um, how they like to be communicated to, and then again, sharing content that resonates with them is really, really critical. Brands who do that and understand that tend to do really well, and they're the ones who come up with some of the most unique campaigns that are out there. But I think having the the ability to continuously showcase that is sort of what brings your brand affinity over the long run as well, too.
1: So in relation to the Purpose Project, you mentioned uh, the challenges around measuring and connecting it to the business. And you've been quoted in the past as as saying that uh, PR lives in the upper funnel around awareness and consideration. Does your business, the business team that you work with, do they accept that as the role of PR or are they looking for something different from the role of PR? And are they, are, are you able to measure you know what you're delivering to them beyond the purpose project, but in in broader terms, in a way that is satisfactory, you know, to both the teams that you're leading, right? They feel like they can impact what you're measuring, and the business that they feel like what you're doing is delivering value.
2: It continues to be a challenge, I think, not just for um, PR professionals, but across um, across marketing professionals well. Too, I was recently at a CMO Insight Summit, and I think that was. The number one concern that came up across performance marketing, how to truly determine ROI, um, you know, knowing even some of the bigger brands have shrinking budgets now, and how do you actually make that connection with your audience as well? Because we say content is king and there's a lot of content out there. We as consumers, you know, don't know what you pick. And it's funny, we had a whole debate around um, should you let consumers decide what content brand brands put out or should brands really take the ownership of what they should so there was this whole debate around that but coming back to the question you you mentioned um i've always said that um i think we we have evolved over the last few years we as a team um really rely a lot on education of the uh, pr as an industry and the discipline of pr Um, i've always said this pr is much more than a press release pr is a lot more than media relations it's a lot around relationship building understanding where your audience is, and then sharing stories that truly make that connection with them and leveraging all the different channels, as I mentioned, uh, you can use as well. Um, at Capital One, you know we, we focus a lot on insight. Everything that we do has to be driven by an insight. Now, whether the insight is coming from a brand list, whether it's coming from trends that we see in social, whether it's conversations that are happening in our own channels um, with our own customer base to see what issues there are. Um, Obviously, then you look into Google Analytics and all the different streams of information that's coming to you as well. Data is only as good as you can use it to actually inform what your strategy is all about as well, too. So, again, focusing on the impact, taking a customer first um, lens as well, and then working backwards. Um, A lot of um, teams I've seen is they would start with a goal and saying, we want to create videos and we want to go viral. That's a very lopsided goal to start with. I think being very clear on what is truly that you're trying to do and then working backwards through that. Um, I mentioned earlier the PESO model, right? PESO is an approach. Um, You potentially can't have all four live in one campaign at the same time. You might really focus in certain campaigns, if it's around building reputation, you might be really working closely with your community partners and activists and making sure they are the voice that you want to use as experts. Um, if it's truly about, um, you know, promoting uh, a certain media stunt that you're doing, then having broad awareness at the highest level and doing some branded partnerships could come in really handy as well. Um, you know, on the PR side, one thing that's true and tested for us is earned. Working with journalists, building those relationships, really continuing to understand you know what are the different news stories that they're covering and then how can we insert ourselves into those stories as well too so um i think it continues to evolve Um, it stays a challenge but the teams that are open to experimenting um, around insights is going to be really critical and then really focusing on the impact that you're making focusing on outcomes versus outputs is what's going to truly shift that um, and I can, like I said, probably say we do a lot of work in that space and we're testing a few new things that we're hoping could become industry standards. At one point as well.
1: Have you figured out at Capital One the best way to get those insights out of the deluge of data that is available to you? Is it working with central teams, you know, a measurement team of some kind or a research team that's separate from you? Is it having your own internal people mine the data? Is it relying on third parties? Like, what? How do you get those insights?
2: Yeah, I think it's a combination of all three. So we at Capital One have made significant investment into um, having a centralized team um, to really look and, and read and look at trends all around. They work hand in hand with um, all of our line of business PR partners to be at the onset of, again, What are the insights that are driving the conversation that we want to have? And, you know, insights is not something that you can go into a database and pull that out. You almost have to be deeply steeped into that conversation to really understand what's going on. So having a pulse point on that. How do we then take those insights and tie it back to the KPIs that the business is measuring? I think having those very upfront conversations about what is it that you're truly trying to drive? Um, PR, uh, you know, drives broader awareness at the top of the funnel. Um, and because you're having a conversation about a product or a brand, it tends to create more awareness. And the hope is that when people have a really good experience with a product or a brand, they actually then tend to talk to their friends and family around that. Then you bring them down a little bit deeper into that marketing funnel. And I think that's where you work with your partners, through other marketing teams, because then they've got the tools to really bring you directly back into the funnel. So I think working hand in hand with all these teams is going to be critical, but having the ability to have a team um, on corporate communications largely and having the ability to mine those insights on a daily basis is really critical. So for us, it's definitely a combination of um, making the investments on the PR team, but then also working closely with our marketing partners and our data analysts um, and then we've been also continuously looking into who is out there in the industry that's really pushing the lever um, on insights driven storytelling as well. And then finding the opportunities to test and learn. Another learning I would say from my experience is don't try to shift things overnight, right? Transformation only op- happens over a period of time. I think what you need to have is an open mindset and the ability to test and learn. Take, take something small test your way into it and see what the results are. You'll probably fail, but you'll have enough learning that you can apply to the next test as well. And that's exactly what we've done. And Purpose Project is a great example of that where we didn't just overnight land at the opportunity to create something really big um, and the ability to create a broader conversation. It happened after multiple tests that we had done at just a much smaller scale. And then we had the ability to say, you know what? We know enough that we can go out there and test something bigger and better.
1: It's also a great example where, um, you know, influencer engagement relations, marketing, however you refer to it, um, it, it seems like that's an example of something where we started with tests and learns and then all of a sudden everybody was sprinting. Mm hmm. And uh, you mentioned using them, you know, in the Purpose Project, work with influencers in the Purpose Project. It feels like every day I'm reading a different article about whether influencers should be part of the paid media world, whether they're part of the PR world. You know, that you've got this massive landscape of software companies that are now sort of trying to automate and make influencer marketing turnkey. But what is your perspective on where that belongs and how you should manage it?
2: I think influencers is just a newer way of saying, um, you know, who are the people who have the influence? Um, influence could be with key journalists who are writing some of the stories on key topics um, that you need to be mindful about. Um, influence can come from activists who are really driving social change and public policy change as well. Um, influence comes from elected officials, you know, who are responsible for making that change as well. And influence could then also come from these micro influencers who found a passion point around. Uh, a certain uh, topic, um, and then have naturally seen broader engagement with similar like-minded people as well, too. So I think really understanding um, that influence doesn't mean a thing. Influence is across a spectrum, and focusing more on the influence within influences is what's critical. Um, there's obviously a paid component to it. That's how a lot of our social platform works as well. The ability to get out to more people, we are deeply into targeting and detargeting as well. But that's because there's a lot of content out there and you want to make sure if you're putting investments, you do want to reach out to your consumers that you want to get as well. But um, I think in, in general, as you mentioned, uh, it's, it's really about um, thinking about that a little bit more broadly um, and then just, you know, focusing on the, the broad aspect of how do you persuade people. And you could do that with um, an expert um, and you don't really have to have a paid relationship with them. Or um, if it's more focused on a certain topic and you feel like Instagram is the right channel to do it, then you go deeply and think about who could be that one person um, who could help you get the word out. I do think um, what's going to really differentiate um, influencer marketing of yesterday, today, and tomorrow is going to be that authenticity aspect to it. Um, And I think brands need to be really cautious around making sure that whoever they bring on board is truly authentic, not just to their story but really authentic to their own story and then the people who follow them and engage them as well too. You can't suddenly find somebody um, who's never run in their entire life um, to be then speaking about the best running shoes that are out there for runners, right? It just seems very disingenuous. So really being thoughtful about who you're picking and why. So for Purpose Project, you know, as I mentioned, we partnered with Tastemade and we picked um, three folks who were who were traveling all over the world, but they also had deep passions around food. Food and travel goes hand in hand, as you know. The other one was a musician, so we really steeped into the aspect of culture. Um, and then another person had traveled all over the world and just came from a really humble beginnings. So we tried to bring the stories of those real people. And then what they did was they actually then ended up working with influencers that we had brought in on from the Capital One perspective. One was a chef. Um, we had somebody who writes for credit cards and really talks about how you can lose rewards um, to, you know, again, get the more out of your travel experiences. So really knitting that story together. So they feel like they were all in it for the same reason. And all these people were world travelers. Some of them were traveling on minimal budgets. Some of them were able to travel really fancy because they had the smarts to actually get a lot from their travel rewards. But Everybody talked about how travel had changed them. And I think that's where the authenticity piece was really true.
1: What is it that either you are most excited about in 2020 or the thing you want to learn more about in 2020?
2: I am excited to push and continue to understand how we can truly drive the business impact um, and really continue to talk about um, how communication should always be a strategic lever for the company, not to be thought about when you're ready to go to market, but truly driving even the product journey and, and bringing sort of that um, consumer behavior, behavioral science aspect to it as well. So I'm really um, excited about that and continue to push on that journey as well. I think one thing um, I would love to learn a lot more is... Um, Again, with insights, I feel like it's a very broadly used term, and I would love to understand and and work with other peers in the industry to think about how are they leveraging insights differently than we are. Um, And, you know, as you mentioned, there's a lot of data out there. Um, Some brands tend to do some really smart work with the insights, but I would love to understand how can someone do that in real time? Uh, Burger King does an amazing job where they're able to really look into those real-time moments and jump into the conversation. Heinz does terrific work around social conversations, and they almost make that conversation their own. So really trying to understand more around what's the process behind it. Because as you all know, there's a lot of goo behind the scenes, right? It's bringing a lot of people together. It's having a lot of different conversations, um, different mindsets, different experiences. Um, You also mentioned the area is really great between marketing teams and um, data analysis team and, and measurement teams and PR teams. And we're almost continuously asking who's doing what. So how do you bring all these people together to really work on a shared purpose as well too? So so I would love to just continue on that learning path um, and really understand the brands that do it really well. What exactly are they doing behind the scenes that gets them the results that they see in the front as well.
1: That is great. It's a wonderful way to wrap our conversation. Suki, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Um, We have appreciated it, and I'm sure that the readers of the Holmes Report are going to appreciate it as well. Um, Good luck finishing out the rest of your year, and we wish you the best in 2020.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: All right, big, huge thank you to Suki for being here with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you shared it with your friends and colleagues on LinkedIn. To learn more about Lippy Taylor, visit us at LippieTaylor.com. That's L I P P E T A Y L O R.com. Thank you for listening to Frictionless Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, you might want to check out Paul's best selling book, Friction Fatigue What the Failure of Advertising Means for Future Focused Brands. In Friction Fatigue, Paul explains to readers why advertising is broken and provides a frictionless marketing framework to help build your brand in an era where advertising is no longer the answer. You'll learn how to protect your business against competitors and lead the pack with fresh marketing strategies that will help you prepare for a future where the consumer rules. Friction Fatigue is now available on Amazon and as a book on tape on audible.com.